Hey guys, welcome to a another out of cycle show. Uh, I got my new my new friend Eric Carroll to jump on with me, so we'll bring him here in a moment. But today we're going to discuss some exciting news that Eric and his crew have over at Dad Talk today on on what's going on and and what I think could be a very positive change in uh, in this in this space, giving some a new voice, some more credibility. Uh, I know we got a few people here. I know Eric has invited some other people here as well. So, so people who are new, my name is uh, Dwayne. I run the DSD channel. Been around for about three and a half years, where I uh, try to help people who are in the midst of high conflict divorce and parental alienation to try to come up with tips, ticks and tep- tips and techniques to help themselves, and make, you know, keep their sanity through this, get their lives back, repair the relationship with their kids, and. And just try to minimize the damage that happens. So um, on that, if I hit all the right buttons, I am going to bring Eric in. Hey, Eric, how you doing today? What's going on, brother? How you doing? I am doing good. Hold on, let me see. Can you guys hear and hear see and hear us okay? Your volume sounds a little low, so let me try to make sure I got everything good to go. Give me a one if you guys can see me. All right. Well, I say I see high one. Okay, cool. That's what I normally ask people. If, I, if you can see and hear me, hit a one. So, so first things first, uh, when I was trying to get, get a hold of Eric uh, last week to, to talk about, to set this thing up, I didn't realize that uh, you just got remarried, man. Absolutely. That is super awesome. Hold on a second. My, your volume seems a little low. Do you guys, do we sound it- okay, guys? See, I can turn it up a little bit. I'm getting a little bit of feedback on my side. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Because you were high before, you were doing really good when I before I hit start, and now it seems really low. So, Eric, sounds do a I bit sound low better maybe. now? Okay. What in the world? Technology creating problems every day. All right, let me uh, <laughs> let me let me see what I can do. Uh, maybe uh, let's see here. I know when I pull you in like this, it starts to create some 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 technology troubles. They said it's better now. I think what I'm going to do, I'm just going to get right up on the mic for you. All right. Sounds like a winner then. Okay. Okay. Better. Awesome. So what what I was asking is is congratulations on your wedding. Yeah, brother. It's uh it's one of those things, you know. I I think I found the right one and. Everything's going amazing. She's a beautiful lady, and she supports what I'm doing here. That's that's that kind phenomenal. of uh, that's one of the most amazing things. She knows what I'm doing and has supported me 100. percent And to have somebody like that to back me means the world to me. Man, it really does make the difference. And and one thing I would ask you on that because I I know I think most of the people watching this can will probably relate to this comment. But when you're with somebody who's toxic, they spend most of their time trying to beat you down. And not let you be successful, and to then finally find somebody who really, you know, hey, if that's what you, you know, if that's your goal, that's my goal. Let's work together as a team. It's pretty amazing, huh? It it really is, man. Because I mean, like she's she's bought a lot of this podcasting equipment for me, and like the other day when we got back, um, so as soon as we had the wedding, we had to take off for a funeral. Her grandmother died a couple of days before. Oh, that's wild. And. When I got back, we had did like a 16-hour round trip. I was just out of it. And she's like, Eric, I want you to go sit down on the computer, hit the live button, and just talk. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. Yeah. And she was you, like, you found you a keeper, go. man. You found yeah. a keeper. 
Yeah, she said, I want you to sit down and just start talking. That's what you do. So go do it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So speaking of sitting down and talking the other day, and I know people who are on your, on your community and following your stuff already know it because you've already, you guys have already been talking about this, but can you share some of this exciting news that's happened in the last couple of weeks with the dad talk today, I guess, brand or show and some of the things that you have going on? Yeah, so guys, it's, it's all very shocking. I'm still trying to catch up to it myself, but we started this thing about three and a half months ago talking about parental alienation and a lot of the stuff that Dwayne talks about on here. And uh, we took off. I was invited to a news broadcast up in North Georgia the other day. It went really well. And we've been offered a TV show. This covers phenomenal. five counties in the North Georgia area. But the good thing is, after it's recorded, we can shop it out to other parts of the country and we can have our issues on network television. That's freaking huge. That's how we get the general population that might not know what parental alienation or what we're going through in family court. When they hear these stories, they'll get involved. And that's how we create change. So it's it's uh, it's an amazing time to be a part of this. It feels like we're actually getting some steam and some momentum. And I, I can't wait, man. But it's it's definitely a lot to take in. Because uh, it's one thing to do a podcast, but now going to TV, man, we, we've got so much potential to finally rid ourselves of this madness, and I'm hoping we will. Yeah, I think that the, the really interesting part about that, and I, I, think we, I know we both talk about this, and you were just hitting on this, is you know, talking, you know, preaching to the choir doesn't necessarily help. You know, we get to people yep. who are in the middle of it, you know, they find your stuff, they find my stuff, and they're like, oh my God, I'm in this this hail, hailstrom and what do I do? But I think as it gets out there more, and I mean, and this is such a, I don't know if I've heard of this before, but for, and, and, I, and I know it's regional, but I think you hit a good point, right? I mean, this is like the first step, you know, they're testing the waters. If it works out, then it can get shopped around or could potentially get picked up or it could roll into a national broadcast, even a radio show or something. I mean, there's all kinds of potentials and, and getting to more people who can look at it and go, holy crap, this stuff happens, is is critical, is key. Yeah, man. So the awareness is the biggest issue that we have right now. I think most people that went through parental alienation, we didn't know what it was until it was happening to us. And then we get up in Google, we start looking at it, and it's like, hey, that fits my situation. Well, how do we fight back about that? People need to know about this before they are going through it. And I know there's a lot of people that's like, oh, that had never happened to me. We all thought oh, that, man. you know, I you know, we, we all thought that, and it can happen to each and every single one of us here. Um, and it affects our kids. It's going to affect their kids. And if we don't take a stand and end it, we're just going to keep passing it on to the next generation. And that's not something I plan on letting to happen, man. We, we've got to raise our voices and hit this thing as hard as we can. We are at war for our children right now and our voices and spreading that awareness is huge. So getting the community behind us, doing shows like you're doing, I think that is such a a powerful thing, man. That's something I was talking to my audience about a little bit earlier on. When dads go through divorce, that's one of the hardest things we could ever go through in our lives. I know we try to have our pride and we try to act like it didn't affect us that bad. But it's something that just stays with you for years. And there's yeah. there's lots of scar tissue that comes along with that. Being able to come in here and to have these conversations and lift each other up is, is such an amazing thing, and it's a powerful tool, guys. 
So I, I hope anybody that watches Dwayne's program or watches ours, just keep coming in here and supporting because when it hits the right ears, that's, that's when this thing, I mean, Hey, a couple of months ago, I, I was a nobody. We started a podcast. Now we're about to be on TV. Who knows what could be next? Well, and, and just for folks who uh, on my side, who aren't familiar with, with Eric, like you said, I mean, you started just a really short amount of time ago is having a phenomenal, just like explosive success, uh, primarily on Facebook. You're starting to put some more content on YouTube and, and the credibility that he's brought to the, and, and your, and your, uh, co-host, uh, Chris, right? Yeah. Chris Gannon. So, and they bring on some really phenomenal guests, right? I mean, so they're able to secure people, uh, like Dr. Childress and I just throw his name out cause I remember his, but, but a lot of, of high profile, uh, professionals to bring them on and you do those shows live. So, you know, yep. if you go in and listen and they go through, they, you know, he does their, their or they go through the interview, then you can have it. Then you have a Q and a towards the end of it where people can actually ask specific questions. I mean, yep. It's it's. Are you going to be able to do that on the live thing when you do that? Are you going to have calling guests or something like that, or do you know? So TV is probably going to run a little bit different. If we've got an hour, you've actually got forty minutes. You got commercials. The way it's right. shot is going to be, you know, I got to get used to how that goes. It's going to be a little bit different, but the podcast is still going to be going on, guys. And that's one yeah. of the things that we've tried to do for our audience is if you've got a question that you would like to ask a professional get in there and put it in the comments. And most of the time we're going to ask it for you. And the, the amount of guests that we've had on, like he was talking about Dr. Childress, Dr. Childress don't do many podcasts. No, so to be doesn't. able to, no. So to be able to talk to him or Dr. William Burnett, there's some, or Dr. Jennifer Jill Harmon. These are the superstars behind the scenes that are trying to get this into the DSM five. So it can be diagnosed and get some solutions out there. Very, very smart people. And I think that it's an amazing tool again, for us to have, that way we can have our community uniting and, and knowing what's going on at all times. Well, and I, and I think that, you know, one of the things that you just hit, um, and I'm trying to see if I can pull up your, uh, your page so I can show people this. And you have two, you have a dad talk support group and a dad talk today, right? Yes. Let me, uh, pull this up. So if you guys go to Facebook, just type in dad talk today. So, uh, and this, the, Basic, go like both, <laughs> go be on both <laughs> and uh, support what he's doing. God, you're up to 38,000 people on your dad talk today group or uh, group. That's phenomenal, man. Yeah, I mean, and that's in, that you're talking about just a, a little over like a couple of months to get those kind of numbers. And those numbers are what are giving him the credibility to be able to bring on these guests and, and have these people, like he mentioned, who, who normally, I mean, like I've tried to get some of them and, you know, they don't even return my, my emails. I mean, so you're bringing some credibility to this and some, and some, some power and, and oomph, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better word, that's really, uh, really making, making some strides. Which, I mean, congratulations on that, Eric. That is phenomenal. Thank you, brother. And, and that support group, guys, that's something we only started like a, a, not even a month ago, I think, and we're up to 1.2 thousand members. And that was made wow. for people to be able to get away from the public eye. It's a closed group where you can talk to each other about some of the stuff that we're going through. We can talk about solutions and start trying to put some things into place so we can get this going. And as far as the dad talk, yeah, 38,000 members. I think last night we had like 10 active viewers during the broadcast. We are being censored like really, 
really hard. And yeah. a lot of our people don't know what's going out there. And that's why we're telling the community to get more involved and to make sure these messages are getting out there. Because when you have a Childress or a Burnett or a Harmon speaking, yeah. Dean Tong, these are really important conversations that are going to grab people and make them listen to your issues. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and, 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 you know, guys, definitely go over and support support that. Uh, so when's what's the time frame for the TV show? When when is do you think that's going to start? And it sounds like what you were saying is, is you guys will do a recorded show. So you'll bring yes. you'll do whatever the show is. They'll record it in their studios and then they'll put it out at a regular schedule. You know, what on a weekly basis or something like that. Yeah, so we'll be going on a weekly basis, but each show I think will be showed like three or four times that week. So, oh, nice. Yeah, wow, cool. yeah, and so it'll go on multiple times, and then we'll actually be able to take those recordings, put them on here on YouTube, on Facebook. We'll have the rights to that program, and that's why we're going to have to ask for people's help. If you got a local station in your area and you want to put the program on, get it on there. That's that's what it's for. I mean, the, the potential that can be done with this, Dwayne, is is amazing, and we, we have to have sponsors behind it. So yeah. back in the day, what would happen, people create a, a television program. You get viewers, and people want to sponsor behind it. They want to get their advertisements on there. It's a little bit different now. You want to get something like that, you have to have sponsors ahead of time to make that program. And that was one of the things we was like, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to get sponsors behind this. When we announced that TV show, it went freaking nuts. And (laughs) we've had multiple people that have said they want to get behind this. And it it, it can even be supported from viewers like you. Okay. That sounds like the public broadcasting thing. (laughs) This, this program brought to, you know, by viewers like you, but it really is because this is a nonprofit organization and the viewers can support this and put the money behind it. It's a tax write-off, and it helps us stay on the air. It helps us give time. So what we do here is just very time-consuming. I'll tell you what, man. I wake up about 8 o'clock every morning, Dwayne, and some nights I'm up until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning carrying conversations, promoting, answering messages, booking guests, the whole nine yards. So it's it's about finding a system to where we can get more people full-time in this because – it's, it's so time-consuming, and once you get in here and find out what all's going on, guys, that's what will really blow your mind. We need warriors like Dwayne going all day long, okay? And that's one of the goals is, like, finding other people that can help us with this and creating this really big support system, creating our own media. We yeah. need media behind what, I, what we do, okay? All right, mainstream media, they're not reporting your – your concerns, the dad over here that's not seeing his kid or the dad over here that was alienated and now his, his son's died, you know, stuff like that's going on all the time. But what are you going to see on mainstream media? It's going to be Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi, Epstein, stuff like that. But the, the issues that affects you guys, we're not hearing about them. We're trying to create the media behind your community. And we need that help. We need people like Dwayne. We need dad talk. And uh, we got a new show coming up with somebody I'm trying to hook up uh, with Dwayne, Dr. Mark Roseman. He's going to create his own show, Ask Dr. Mark, where you can go on there and actually ask a doctor that is very well trained in parental alienation questions. Hey, what what should I do about this or what am I going through right now? Can you explain this a little bit? And you'll have access to that. Those tools that's just some of the things we're trying to get done in the community, but we need time. We, uh, you know, that the hardest part about this, Dwayne, I got to keep these lights on. I got to keep food yeah. in those kids' mouths. And um, if, if we get the support behind it, there's so much more we can do. 
Yeah. And I think one of the things I just want to mention that maybe people don't, at least on my side, aren't going to know is, I mean, your background is as a uh, promoter, right? I mean, yeah. so you, you know, you know how to take something and do what you're doing, which I think is the reason why you've had such this, such phenomenal success. And I absolutely agree with you. I mean, there needs to be more voices out there. Uh, there needs to be more reasonable voices. I mean, cause uh, a lot, oftentimes people get lumped into the different communities like an MRA or whatever. And it, it, it's like you lose your credibility. As soon as they see you coming from that camp, it's like, Oh, it's one of them, you know, and, and, and your show, what I, what I was really fascinated by when I first found you is just the, the, I mean, the information that was being out there, the way it was presented, the, the guests. And it was like, wow, this is really, you know, this is really tapping into something that I haven't really seen before. I mean, there's obviously there's things where people have had guests before, but, you know, normally it's more of a, I don't know, uh, like maybe even a self-serving type it's situation where, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you got, it's like, okay, everyone's talking the same thing. It's like, you know, so you, it, it creates a, like a vacuum chamber. Getting yeah. this out to more people, I think is really key. And, and what you said, and I don't know if we really hit on it, but I want to circle back around with something you mentioned a, a while ago or earlier in the show is the fact that, you know, none of us think that this is going to happen to us. You mm -hmm. know, every one of us, we hear about it, right? We, we hear about the guy at work who's getting railroaded and not seeing his kids. And in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, Bill, yeah, you know, whatever. He must have done something. I mean, you know, there's got to be a reason. Oh, his kids hate him. Well, he must have done something. He must be one of those, you know, well, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors type thing. And then, and then you know, a few short years or a few short weeks later, you're in the crosshairs. You're trying to get people to believe you. And then the next round of guys are going, you know, well, hey, you know, well, I mean, Eric seems like a nice guy, but, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you know, he probably is this or that. I mean, and, and I think that's the big, uh, a huge problem in this is that until you're in the middle of it, it's really hard for people to understand. And, and whenever those people start talking, speaking out, they're doing it from a place of anger and bitterness and frustration, which completely clouds their message. So whenever they're speaking on it, and I mean, I've seen, I, mean, I've, I know you have too. I mean, I've looked yep. at other people's videos that are on that and it's like, oh my God, that's just not helpful. You know, it's like, yeah, I understand. I can feel, I can empathize with what that person is saying, but that message is not going to affect any change and it's not, it's not helpful. It's just really, really tough. Yeah, man. So, so many things to touch on with what you just said. So when you're going through parental alienation and your your mind is just being clouded, you've been hit by that gaslighting, it makes you angry. That's the reason yeah. they do gaslighting. That's the reason they alienate you because they know they can use your child as a weapon and it's going to get to you. So what does that do? It gets you angry. It gets you all these different emotions. You don't know where to turn and you're ready to react. There is a reason, guys. Like your your program, Dwayne, is so important for these guys to come in here and kind of just let their mind at ease, recognize what's going on and say, OK, me reacting emotionally or getting angry, it's not doing me any good. It's yeah. actually going to go against you guys. We've already got a stereotype against fathers right now about the deadbeat dad, okay? The, and the more that we get on and we start getting really angry and, and reacting emotionally, it just feeds into that stereotype. So if we as a community come together, start talking to each other, start healing and having these really positive messages, it's going to fight back against that stereotype. 
another thing with this community, all right, you know, people are wanting change. We understand that. We all want change, but we are a very small fish in a big ocean. There is lots of different uh, advocacy going on out there. Like one of the biggest things right now is the domestic violence groups. I'm wanting yeah. to reach out to them and let them know, hey, guys, we're not a competition. We are a team. We, we believe that domestic violence is wrong and it shouldn't be happening. But on the other side, on the other side, when we're talking about parental alienation and we're talking about some of the things going on, there's this thing called the silver bullet. It's where somebody makes a false allegation of domestic violence. And guess what happens to that person if they get caught making a false accusation? Not a thing. We yeah. need to make sure there's consequences for those people so that these people that are going through domestic violence that are getting beat – and some of the things that's happening, that your voice is heard much louder. The same people that are hurting us are hurting you. You know, we are a team, guys, and you we've got to act as such. You, you bring up a really great point. And, and, I, and I, I mean, the first part of it, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, when you said, you know, well, people make these false allegations and there's zero consequence. And I did a, a, a video yesterday about that, about a news article that was talking about that, about that specific thing where the court's in Europe did say, I mean, the judge basically came out and apologized to the dad saying, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, so eight years later, he's financially ruined. His relationship with his kids is ruined and there's zero consequence, or at least it appears to be zero consequences for the person making the, making that problem. But you brought up a really interesting point, And I think a lot of us are seeing this now is people do, there's so many false allegations. There's so many false stories putting out there that now the mainstream people are starting to go, well, let me think about that a little bit more. Whereas in the past, it was like, and this is why it was a silver bullet, uh, is that you know, you, someone would say it and everyone felt, oh, well, no one would ever lie about that. So if they're saying it, it has to be true. And now you're getting into a situation to where people who are really victims of this are saying it and their voice isn't heard because there's a laundry list of high profile in the news things where people have said something, and it's been proven to be false, and people are going, well, wait a minute, you just can't destroy somebody just out of your own personal vendetta to get what you want when it's not true. But so the consequence isn't to the person making the accusation. It's to the other people who need people to believe them. Right. There's a reason they do that, Dwayne. It's because it's effective. The yeah. second that they yeah. accuse you of domestic violence, molestation, whatever— it's effective. You are having to pay money in court. Everybody yeah. around you think that you are a monster. You don't get to see your kids. You get TPOs right. put against you. It is effective. It's the same thing. Like alienation thinks – a lot of people think it's just when the kid has been brainwashed or that they're not coming around. Alienation yeah. to me starts the second that you have to go to court to pay money to see your child. Yeah. You know, you should be able to work that out between you two guys. But the system is is a lot of the reason behind this. I'm not trying to like really, really bash on the system, but we know the flaws that it has. And well, uh, it's yeah, it's a human thing. I mean, I think part of the part of the problem is, you know, I mean, I mean, you would hope that the family court thing would see it. But you got you got these warring factions that show up in court. So so the family court is already geared up that, OK, you know, the 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 respondent and the and the the, the other person is uh, they hate each other. So everything they're going to say is to try to vilify the other person. So they're like already switched off and a lot, and most, even with normal type things, that's kind of the way it starts. And then normally what happens is people calm the F down and they decide to 
co-parent or they decide to come up with a, an agreement themselves and they realize that this is silly and a waste of money. The problem is, is whenever you're dealing with somebody who is incredibly toxic, narcissistic, who only, you know, who's, who's effectively walking into this with, a, with an adolescent mentality, but in, a, in an adult body, empowered by the family court and the legal system to, and to, do, to do what they're going to do, and the system treats them as a reasonable, rational adult. And then like you're talking about that, I mean, and this is your story, basically. I mean, then you're in the situation to where you're fighting just to even have a relationship with your child, which is complete crap. Yeah, man. And well, uh, you got to realize on the other side of that, when you got that narcissist and uh, they're doing this to you about your child, there's also something else in play. They get a paycheck <laughs> out of this. Oh, yeah. Okay? No, that's There's a great lots point. of incentives for them to do this, and the system has created that. There is a reason we say equal shared parenting needs to be passed and that we need change. Yeah. And, and on that, um, one of the, one, I think one of your admins or mods, uh, if you, are you good with jumping into this article? Because I wanted to uh, pick up Absolutely. To that. Okay. So, in, uh, and I actually saw this on the Dad Talk today, um, either this group or the support channel. And it was an article that, uh, let me see if I can do the un, uh, take it out of the read view. It's from uh, the Daily Mail, if I remember, or no, the Daily Independent from Kentucky. And it's an article on uh, shared parenting law having a positive effect on domestic violence. And it was in September. And I'm just going to go through some of this and we can pause and talk through this. And if you guys have questions on this, just put question in the comment and I'll try to pull it up here in a little bit. Because, you know, people going through a divorce or a breakup often face a difficult choice. Should I stay to protect my child or leave to protect myself? No person, mom or dad, should have to face that choice. Fathers are more likely to face, that, uh, face another level of issues such as false abuse or domestic violence claims. In fact, Kentucky citizens said that false abuse claims were not uncommon to gain an advantage, which is what you were just talking about, yeah. uh, in custody cases by 61 to 13%. Mothers have their own unique issues. If they leave, they may lose custody of what they've loved most, their children. Additionally, non-custodial moms face the stigma that goes on uh, goes with not being in, being their child's caregiver. Now, I, I just want to pause right there just, just to clarify like Eric's channel, um, or even my channel. I mean, DSD is a short for Dad Surviving Divorce. You know, Dad Talk Today. These, both of our our things are not like Dad only. I mean, my audience is over fifty percent female. I think yours is probably the same. Yeah. So this, I mean, just I want to clarify because we didn't really say this in the beginning. This is not just a Dad issue. I mean, this is an issue where people who are manipulative and can use a system can use it to deprive parents and children a relationship with um with each other and you know it's happening much more to women now what's happening with the adversarial versus battle and who has the best lawyer yeah. a lot of men are starting to win custody and it's making some of these women say hey hey what's going on it's like this is what we've been going through for years that is the importance of us coming to the table and talking to each other guys and and unifying so people are catching on to it um Kentucky actually passed that shared parenting bill and from what I heard it's doing oh, really nice. really good man yeah so let me let me jump into the next part about this we don't have to go through the whole thing cuz it says uh, however Healthy moms and dads want to be parents after their family ends, which is, I think, everyone can agree to that. And yep. Kentucky recently became the first state to make that easier by passing the nation's first true shared parenting law. Shared parenting is defined 
As joint custody, which is equal legal decision-making and equal parenting time, Kentucky stated last year that we all know that children need both parents if the adults uh, are healthy. It seems to be obvious that it's hard to believe that it was truly a bold step. That's actually a really incredible statement right there on that. Because it is, right? It's a bold step. And it's like, seriously? I mean, it's crazy. And I just want, one thing I just want to add on this, and and I know that a lot of people who, you know, when you go through the the traditional, the way things used to go, right? It's like, okay, mom always gets full custody, you know, and if you're in a situation where the dad is abusive or is the toxic person, then obviously I think both you and I would agree that in an adversarial relationship with a toxic person, the more time you have with your kids, the better you're able to protect them. And then the other parent still has an opportunity to, to engage on it. But the problem is a lot of people are like, well, wait a minute, a victory is 100% custody, and if I get 50-50, that's a loss. Where you take people like Eric and I, where we're just just like, I mean, 50-50 is the, is the best we think we can Everything. possibly get. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's like the huge victory. So it, yeah, makes it, it makes it really, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's a really screwed up system. It is, man. It, I mean, it, it really is. So... <sighs> Well, well, that's the thing. We shouldn't even be having to have this discussion, really. But this, you know, at the same time, the system has made that stereotype that the mom's supposed to get full custody. Okay, and and we know that. And so now that this is starting to kind of take a turn, like I said, it's bringing more women to the table, more mothers. And it's like this is the reason we need you behind us. You should. We should have realized this in the first place that all parents are created equal. Okay. But yeah. now, if you don't get behind it, you see what what's happening, man. And it's it, most of the time the man's got more money; he's going to have the better lawyer. And if you find yourself up in court, it's lopsided on both sides. It, it really is. But um, it's something that affects everybody. Equal shared parenting should be the norm, and it's a presumptive equal shared parenting. It's if that parent is fit and able not an abuser and stuff like that. So it's, it, you know, the domestic violence groups, a lot of times they say it's going to give abusers custody that normally wouldn't get it. That's when you escalate that case before it happens and say, guys, we need to look into this a right. little bit more. Right. And family court can actually focus on issues and cases that need it. All divorce is in for a reason. Most people are going to be in high conflict, putting them in that versus battle. You are just completely killing the idea of co-parenting altogether. Well, and I, and I hope you don't mind me. And I think you've talked about this before. So if I'm, if I'm crossing a line, let me know. But from, from our other conversations, I mean, you, you have a, a child from another relationship. You co-parent. You're, you, you know, you're fine. I mean, you, you, you've gone through the process with a, with a normal human, right? And now yeah. you're also dealing with it with the secondary thing. I mean, so you get to see one of your kids all the time, and you haven't been able to see your other kid at all, right? If I remember correctly. So I have two girls I have full custody of. And I know you can't talk about too much, but I mean, just, just right. yeah. Well, I got two mothers that, you know, and, and guys, I, this is, I've got three babies, moms. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've had my problems too, okay? None of us are perfect. But I guarantee you, you go and talk to either of them, even though we had conflict when we divorced. We, we divorced for a reason. But I've got custody of two of my girls. The court order says that she gets them every other weekend. I don't allow because it's her children, so I'm not going to say I let her, but she sees her kids every Tuesday. Uh, there's weeks where she'll get them most of the week, and anytime she asks for the children, 
you can have the children. They're your yeah. children. I'm not going to keep. And they'll be one of the first ones to come up and tell you that we have effectively co-parent. I have another daughter. Me and her mom don't even have a, a court order or visitation schedule. We have completely worked that out ourselves. There was no court. And we get along. You know, we, we talk about the issues on the other side of that. So what happened to me, Dwayne, I'll talk a little bit about it. I don't, I don't get too, too much into it. But I came out of a divorce. I came out of a really nasty divorce, guys. And some things happened in that. And my self-esteem and my self-worth was none. Yeah. My way of overcoming that was getting in a relationship as quick as I can to feel like I was wanted. I wanted to feel needed because I just I, I felt like a nobody. I truly did. And in that process, trying what what you see a lot of times when you get in a divorce and, and you, there was something that really bad that happened, you try to go and find the person that is exactly opposite of the person you was with. And in that, I got myself in a mess, but yeah. <laughs> I really did. And I jumped into it quick. We had a child. One of the crazy things that was going through my head, so I'll, I'll tell you guys this just in case anybody finds themselves on the other side of it. I thought, okay, now we're blending a family. To be able to blend a family, we need to have a child that's ours. So it kind of just brings everything together. You know what? You don't have to do that, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. Take your time. Heal yourself. Don't rush into a relationship because you might find yourself in a bigger mess than what you was before. And that's definitely what happened to me. Eric, uh, man, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and I think the only thing that saved me from that catastrophe is I live in a small area with not a lot of people and where I work there, it wasn't, it wasn't a good dating pool, so to speak. Right. But I know I, that's exactly, and I'm just, I'm glad you mentioned that. So every, anyone who's like in the beginning parts of this, give yourself time to heal. And it's tough because I, what, what Eric was talking about, it was exactly what I was feeling. I was feeling like, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm less than zero. I will never find anybody. And you get hypersensitive to wanting to, to fix that, to feel that, fill that void. And it is a recipe for catastrophe. And I'm sorry you went through that, man. But I, I think anybody who's dealing with that, if you're out of this, give yourself time. It, it, get to the point where you can be okay by yourself to where you don't need to go to lunch with, some, with another person. You can go by yourself and be okay with it because when you get to that point, and I didn't think I could get to that point. I mean, that was, that was kind of a, a, a leap for me. But mm. when, you, when I got to that point where I'm like, hey, you know what? Everything's good. It's all going to work out. You get to where you can have really good boundaries to where if there's something wrong, you can actually go, you're not looking at it going, well, do I, can I be alone? Or is this, you know, what, is this, what does this come up to? And then you can basically say, no, I'm, I'm done. But whenever you're kind of in that desperate, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's desperate, desperate space. Um, and I know if I would have found somebody that uh, would have filled that void, I would have, I would probably be going through another divorce and another custody battle by now. So, so I, I'll go yeah. a little bit into that. And the last thing I ever want to do is to make it look like I'm bashing one of my my, my kids' mothers, we, we get along, but for you guys, and I think this is a very important subject, if you've been the victim of a relationship that someone had an affair on you, yeah. that does so many things to your head, 
it's almost like murder because I mean, you, you feel dead inside, you feel worthless, you feel not wanted, the depression sinks in. And then, you know, having to sit on the outside and watch that happen. And especially if you was like a good husband or a good wife and you did everything and you don't know why that happened. I mean, that leaves some really, really hard scars and jumping into another relationship, the rebound as it's called, yeah. is one of the solutions that people try to do because they felt so want, unwanted from somebody having an affair on them that I just want to feel wanted. I want to feel yeah. needed, you know, and that just kind of like you're trying to put a Band-Aid on a scar instead of letting it heal. And that that was me. I mean, that was exactly what I did. I jumped into it. I just I mean, that feeling of worthlessness and being hopeless and i just wanted to feel wanted Dwayne. i mean i know we're guys and we're we're supposed yeah. to have pride and not seem like this hurts us but it, it almost killed me guys yeah. i mean it literally almost killed me well and then yeah. look at it though now i mean you heal you 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 raise the bar of what you'll allow into your life and now you have a partner a partner you know in that's that's that you guys are supporting each other and i'll tell you guys whenever and i i mean I'm not married, but I mean, my girlfriend and I have been together for five and a half years. When you find somebody who treats you like that and you treat them like that, it can actually mess with your head too. But I mean, the, 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 the message is, is it's out there. Spend the time to heal yourself. And there's so many good things out there that, that they're just like basically just on the other side of the hill. Yeah, man. And, and so and then it affects you in your future relationships, because like even even my wife now, I held her at, at an arm's length for a long time because I had built up walls saying I'm not going to be hurt again. Oh, Nobody's yeah. doing that to me, you know, and th the more I started to fall in love with her, the more I pushed back because I was like, I know anybody I love hurts me. OK, yeah. I don't want that. So it kind of yeah, it does. It sabotages your future and you got to learn how to heal from that. Or, you know, what was that saying? If you don't heal from what cuts you, you'll bleed on other ones that didn't cut you. I forget how it goes, but it's, it's very yeah, true. Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Hey, I want to pull a yeah. comment up and I, hopefully I don't butcher his name. Uh oh, what did I just do? Oh, no. Oh, my we got God. a lot of comments going on my, in here, my, man. My email likes to pop up and overtake my screen sometimes. I thought I lost everything. It's from Jerios. If I'm saying it, or draw, I'm, not, I'm probably Jerry's saying it wrong. Courtney. That's he my says, buddy, Eric right is there. a well-rounded young man. In spite of his challenges, he's a proven leader of equal shared parenting. So, nice. Uh, man, and guys, and, if you have you some questions. What? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And you know what, man? It, it It's an honor to hear stuff like that. But the last thing I ever wanted to do, Dwayne, was be doing what I'm doing right now and be on camera and doing this. It was yeah. my way of fighting back. I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to do any of this. But if it's what's needed, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to fight. And that's what we need you guys to do as well. And dude, you're doing, Eric, you're doing a phenomenal job, man. I mean, and, and I, I think it, you know, an, an interesting part about this is I think as it, as more people get affected by this, right? You have people who have skills that they bring to the table. Like for me, I mean, I don't have, uh, I don't have uh, promoting, promotion or promoter type skills. But I mean, from my professional stuff, I know how to speak in front of people. I, I've done a lot of technical stuff, camera, you know, production value type stuff. And as this grows and more, more people bring their other skill sets to it, I think it's really going to bring some credibility to the entire system. Absolutely, or man. Cause, and people like you are, are, are crucial. Because let me say, I don't do this with too, too many people. Dwayne, you're real. 
and I think that's what resonates. And like I could tell right away when I met you, I was like, here's one of the good Thanks, guys. Man. He's actually wanting to bring me on his platform to talk about what I've got going over here, which I want to return the favor and bring you over one weekend. And that's yeah, the great. unity that we're talking about, well, you know? And, and and I just wanted to hit on that for a moment because, I mean, I know your show is more of an interview show. But so for yeah. people who who follow me, I don't do a lot of collaborations. I mean, I do every few months I might do or every six months or whatever I might do do something. I just partly my schedule and it's just it's just tough. And same thing. When I saw Eric and what he was doing and I looked at some of the stuff and then when we finally did make some time to uh to do a Skype call or a Zoom call. Uh yeah, I mean it's like the reason only reason I'm doing this is because I I feel that you're genuine. I I love what you're doing. And then the other thing is I wanted to introduce it to, to my folks because I thought you were providing content. Hell, you're providing content that I wish I would have been able to do with people I wish I would have been able to talk to, and you're doing it. So, I mean, this isn't about me. It's about helping people. So if I, you know, I'm directing people towards you and they're getting the information they need, then that's great. Then it's a, it's a win-win for everybody, in my opinion. Amen. And and that means so much. You you have no clue. Like and and I don't take those compliments lightly. It's hard for me because I try to keep ego out of it. And that's the biggest yeah. thing. It's easy when you've got followers that are coming in and a lot of oh, this yeah. is going on to be like, hey, look what I did. No, this is what everybody should be doing. And you know, having people like you to bounce back and forth with it, I think is amazing. I, I kind of want to touch on something though really quick if it's okay with you, Dwayne. Yeah, I see absolutely. somebody on here saying any info on an ex- a, escaping a malignant narc, this, not, not for promotion. One of the things that I've got coming up, I'm recording it tomorrow, and I think it's really, really important, is we're going to be doing an episode on what to be looking out for the holidays. This past Thanksgiving, Dwayne. Oh, good. I, I heard from like, over 10 different fathers that got hit with TPOs when they went to go get their kids for the Thanksgiving holiday. We know it's coming and Christmas. I just got a feeling it's, it's going to be a bad year. I hope I'm wrong. Please. I want to be wrong, but we're making an episode with Dr. Jennifer Jill Harmon on what you need to be watching out for uh, coming up to that. And it's going to be detailed. It's going to talk about gaslighting, projecting TPOs, the whole nine yards. And we're hoping that the community will take this and it will be what you need to know what's coming. And I just want to, Oh, that's what Tracy had asked that. So I'll post that up on the screen. Uh, yeah. finally, I was trying to find it. The, the other thing I will, I will say, or just dovetail with that. It is incredibly common during the holiday season for that exact thing to happen. I don't know how many times over the last, you know, three, well, even before that, you know, divorces tend to happen towards the end of the summer, statistically, I guess, and then those protective orders happen, and then you end up being if you're a, if you're a target of that, then you end up spending Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, into the new year, basically being ordered to stay away from your kids, to stay away from your ex, and it's it's I mean, and it's and unfortunately it's a tactic, right? Because if you yeah. can if if you can play that that card against against the other person, it's. Very common, and I've known people who've made the tragic mistake, uh, well, a couple of different tragic mistakes, but, but of going, oh my God, I need to see my kids. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to anything, just let me see my kids. Yep. And it's like, and that is horror. I mean, that is the worst thing you could do because as soon as you sign on the paper, 
that you agree to something and then you get to see your kids and then you realize that parental alienation is going on. Your relationship with your kids is completely different than what you expected. And now you're begging for more time and the gatekeeper won't give it. And then when you go back to court, the court's looking at it going, well, you guys agreed. You guys sat down, you came up with an agreement. Why should it change? What significant has changed? And then they're going to just look at it and say, oh, well, you know, you just don't want to pay the money. So you want more time. I mean, that's like the common one. It's like, you oh, don't yeah. really care about your kids. You only care about the money. And that's why you want more, more time. So it's just, but yeah, be very careful. When, when is that episode coming out? When are you guys planning on doing that? So I'm recording it tomorrow. Um, she she agreed to do that. That, that. that is something that we just released on your show. I haven't been telling people who was going to be doing it with me, but she she is an amazing person. I want it to air way before Christmas because I want yeah. people to be prepared. Look, if you're an alienated parent or you're going through this, be looking out for it to happen. And the, yeah. the, the reason they do that <clears throat> is they want you – to be upset over Christmas. They want mm -hmm. you to feel hopeless. They want you to be depressed. They, and that's the reason they do it. Now, what if you prepare yourself because you somewhat know it's coming? Keep yeah. that sound mind and sit in there and get your plan. It's all about how you react. Don't if they can get you yeah. down and, and it works, then guys, you're you're letting them do what they do. That's the reason they use your kids. Don't let their plan work, is what I'm saying. Don't let them see you upset. And one of the biggest statistics that I talked to um, somebody that uh, runs a crisis hotline, you know, I would think that Christmas would be like the number one time a year that fathers and mothers are committing suicide because they didn't get to see their kids on, over the holidays. <clears throat> Do you know when that actually is? No. January. Yeah. They hold out through the holidays and then when they find out, it kind of sinks in. And then come the beginning of the New Year's, that's when they're really seeing these crises spike because they, they held out that hope. And it's, well, uh, it's sick, man. And, and I, I think, I, I, think I, I didn't grab it, but uh, Cindy had made a comment, see if I can find it, um, basically saying that, uh, yeah, right here, when, I, uh, when you're the mom and don't have access to your daughter, people think you must be a terrible mom. Yes. See, and, See, and you know the. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, I was just gonna say, man. So that's that's the opposite of the deadbeat dad. So it, it, dads, it is expected for us to only have every other weekend or once or month. That, but if a mom she doesn't have custody of the yeah. children, she only sees them every other week or whatever. She is the scum of society. She had to be a slut. She had to be any of these. And you know, you are just looked at as the scourge of society. And we know, hey, it could have just been the man had a better lawyer. And that's yeah. the that's the reason of us trying to do what we're doing see, right now. But and see that's that's really the problem of this of the perception on this. And it is, and the sad part is is if if the if the guy is toxic. Let, let's say the flip side to this, you know, the the guy really is everything that the that the mom is saying. It's easy for the guy if if you don't care about your kids, it's easy, right? You bail out. Yeah. You have every other weekend. You don't you don't exercise it. You don't you don't see him. And then you go on Facebook and you complain about how evil your ex is that won't ever allow. All I want to see is little Johnny, you know, and then you are going, are you kidding me? You know, I mean, it, it's the perceptions on this, I think really hurt because it's that knee jerk reaction where people are go, oh, you know, oh, wow. You know, like Cindy didn't get custody of, of, of her daughter. Oh, well, there's something there. You know, I mean, that's just default. You know, the, the mom always wins. So, you know, she must be horrible. And, and Cindy, you're not. If, it, if it's actually talking about you, 
Um, and it's just, the, that's the problem with this family court system is that a toxic narcissistic person who has no ability to have empathy for them, for their kids or their ex, and all they care is winning. All they want is they want their illusion to be right. They want to be, and they want their version of the story to be what everyone sees. The same thing, if it's the dad and they don't really care about the kids because it's interrupting you know, their fun time, same thing with the mom, then you just turn around and you make a story saying, oh, if it, if it was not for this. And then people are like, oh, you're so strong to try to go out and still rebuild your life. I mean, it's just, it's, it's manipulative. And people who are like that, they don't care. You know, and, and, and I don't know if we've talked about this, but, but I'm just going to, the thing that, that frustrates the crap out of me on this, children who have abusive, really abusive parents, they still are allowed to have relationships with them and the courts will push things. You know, the kids still want to be, you want their mommy or daddy to love them. But in this situation, people think it's normal for a child to hate and despise another parent. Society has to wake up and say, ask that question. Wait a minute. What in the world has happened that this other parent doesn't get to see their kids, that their kids hate them so much? I mean, how much abuse have children been through where, you know, people are probably saying, you know, this kid needs to be taken away from their parents and they still want to see their parents. They still, they'll defend you know, their mom or their dad. And then you have a situation which everything seems basically normal and you get this story of, oh, behind closed doors, you don't know what happens and the child hates it. Well, no, the child hates the other parent because they've been conditioned and told and given drip-fed stories about how the other parent doesn't, doesn't care about them or, you know, destroyed the family. All of this is messed up because of the other parent. You're not going to college because of the other parent. You're you know, you can't, uh, you know, have this, that, or the other thing because of what your mom or your dad did. And it slowly turns a kid's mind against, against the other parent. It's, it's horrible. And people have to wake up to that. <clears throat> One of the most common things I see when talking about parental alienation, we do a lot of memes over on the social media. There'll be a parent that comes in there and is like, there's nothing wrong with keeping your child away when, um, someone is mentally abusive to your child. And I was that's exactly what the alienator says. The yeah. biggest thing, and that's one of the things I'm wanting to talk to with uh, Dr. Harmon, is projection. They take what they're doing and make you own it. It becomes your problem. Um, they're not doing anything wrong. They're doing this because of how you act. They'll they'll say you're the one that wants the power. They're, you're the one that wants the control. You're the manipulating side. Yeah. And the, the reason they're so effective, Dwayne, is they're so good at what they do. They're very believable. And what yeah. happens with that gaslighting? You're reacting emotionally. You're just so upset. You got so much going on. And when people see that, and like especially nowadays in social media, they see this person upset. You're automatically the one that's guilty. Okay. And that's the reason they do it, man. But I have so many people that have come in there and, and tell me, they're like, I, I keep them away because of the mental abuse. And that's the first thing. Judge Judy said it the best. I, I'm really starting to like her here lately. She said, you can either encourage the relationship with your child and the other parent, or you can discourage it. And what you do says everything about you. Yeah. You know? No, that's a great point. And, yeah. and one other thing that I <clears throat> that I'll touch on, is I think that when a person is manipulating the situation, they're detached from their emotions. 
So it's, it's really easy to, for them, in my opinion, to play this game. Okay. What I mean is, is like for, for somebody who's in the middle of this and they're empathetic about it and they're really tortured by it, you're focused on your emotional pain in the situation, right? So you're not like if Eric and I are talking, Eric's not looking at me trying to look for the cues on how Dwayne's or how I'm responding or reacting. He's just, you know, vomiting out his pain and his hurt and not even realizing oftentimes when you're saying that to the wrong people, it doesn't help your cause, kind of like what Eric was talking about. But a toxic person who's manipulative, who will do those fake, you know, crocodile tears, they're saying their thing and they're constantly watching everybody and they're looking to see how, the, how it's being respond or how it's being um, received. And in real time, if it's like they say something and they see someone have a, you know, have a reaction, whereas a, 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 a person who's being targeted by this, they're not looking at the reaction. They're just, they're just feeling their emotions. That person can adjust what they're doing to tailor their message in real time because they're not emotionally connected to it to manipulate people. That's why people believe them and look at them because they're being manipulated in real time. Kind of interesting. So <clears throat> I haven't told anybody about this, but last week I had one of my friends that sent me something to show this little piece of uh, hate or a smear campaign that was going against me by somebody. Um, I don't think it would take you um, too much thinking to find out who it was. But I had never wanted to talk about my story on the podcast, but my, my, my co-host insisted on it just so people know why I'm talking about parental alienation because I'm no expert. I'm not any of that, but I know what you guys are going through. So yeah. he, was, he was walking me through that, and there's a reason. Like with alienation, you've, you've got to heal yourself. There's, there's times like when people bring up stuff about my children, I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it. Because yeah. I know I know the mood that it gets me in. I I become just as affected by it as anybody else. I get really angry. And the, the same person that will tell you that I don't care about my child, when I start reacting and getting really mad about it, oh, but look how, look how he's acting. So there was a part in that episode that I was talking about. A narcissist doesn't just alienate you from your child. There's things that you can see leading up to that that they're going to be a narcissist or that they're going to be an alienator. One thing was when I was in a relationship, they was alienate me from my own mom. I had yeah. come to think the person I'm the most closest to in my whole life, that she was the enemy. So was my brother. So was my sister, my oldest daughter. They was yeah. driving a wedge in between anybody that might have control or might be able to talk to you. And when he brought that part up in the conversation and I had been keeping it locked in, man, I got hot. I got hot and I was sitting there in the mic and just like, guys, you got to be aware that this can happen to you because I, I like to consider myself somewhat of a smart person. But at that time, I was such a dupe. I fell for it. And it makes me angry to know that all the signs was just sitting there slapping me in the face and I, I fed into it. So in the middle of that interview, I was really into the mic and I was hot. Well, out of all, all of this content that we've done, they took a picture of me. Like when I was really hot, okay, oh, no. and zoomed in on it. And it, it's just like the most awful looking picture, which I almost took it and made it my profile picture, absolutely, you know, but I didn't. I said, I'm not going to play into it. But they took that picture and just zoomed in and said, Dad, talk today, power, lies, and manipulation. It's like, look, I have no power over this situation. I'm the one wanting to see my kid and haven't been allowed in a year and a half, and you have the control of that situation. And it's... It's one of those things I asked to see my kid. 
told no the next day I'm, I'm seeing on social media that I haven't asked about my kids in months. That's the kind of crap that we're, we're going through. And so now I guess it's like, we're going to try to tell his crowd what, who he actually is. And it's like, here, here's the thing. These people are smart. They know your tactics. Okay. But the one picture that they wanted to show was me so angry because oh, that's the projection oh, they course. want everybody to think i'm this demon this yeah. is who they really are and yeah. they got me when i was reacting emotionally so i've been there too guys well and and that's i mean and that's a really great example of how you know you take it and i do this a lot on on uh, my channel i'll go they take their thing their bony little finger and they go boop right in your eye yep. and the whole thing is, is like well what do you do and i don't want to say this but it's like well what do you do after that I mean, whenever you get your button pushed, and, and the really annoying part about this is we have to always be on, right? I mean, I mean, I know being on a program even makes it a little bit more complicated, but even in real life, you have to be incredibly careful because they're constantly trying to push because if yeah. they can get you to react, then they can turn around and use that against you. And, and the other flip side to it is, is there is just a huge amount of trolls out there. I mean, I've had some that have recently oh, been coming up and it's just, it, it's, it's, you know, unfortunately there's people out there who are just take, take, I mean, even if it isn't your ex, it's like, you know, there are, could be people who are just messing with you just because they're toxic and they just want to poke. I mean, it's just really horrible. Hey, before we jump onto one thing, I wanted to, uh, frugal had put, put up a question, which I am not really going to be able to answer. And you may not you probably wouldn't either, but it says, uh, "Can I file an ineffective assistance of counsel in the time to vacate my divorce uh, has passed?" I filed a motion to review in August, but they keep pushing it out now in January. Uh, the first thing I would say is, "Frugal, go check out Alex Falcone from the Proper Person on YouTube. He is a master at uh, the family court system, specifically in Nevada, but has a lot of excellent information." I am not an attorney. I don't know, so I, I don't really have a great answer, Eric. I'm assuming you. Do you have anything just to, to add on to that? I would say that you know, just kind of highlight on what Dwayne said. We are not allowed to give professional advice, even what we do, and a lot of times it's a liability. There are people that can effectively answer that question that you can take that to. But we talk about these situations right now to bring up awareness, any way we can help. But he's right. That's more of a, a question for an attorney. And it's not that we don't want to help you because we do. Oh, I wish I, um, yeah, if I, I think, had the answer, I would do it. So I apologize on that. And then we had yeah. one from Sam who says, uh, what is the best approach with the child once access resumes, even if it's in adulthood? Uh, do you want to hit that or you want me to hit start? So next Saturday, we have on Marie White Author. She's wrote like eight best-selling books. And one of the things that she talks about, she knows what it's like to be an alienated parent. Uh, she went a long time without her child. And she said like the process of once you finally reunite with your child, people think it's going to be butterflies and rainbows and stuff like oh, that. Man. And it's not. OK, you need a reunification coach, which if you'll go, Dr. Tori J, she was just on the podcast two nights ago. She does something. She runs the Fatherless Generation Foundation. She has reunited 3,200 fathers with their children so far. But wow. she talks about that process and what it's like, because, guys, it might not be that glorious moment that you are hoping for. They've been brainwashed to think that you're the devil. OK, so it's it's a little bit of a, a process. And some of these people, um, Dr. Tori. Um, Marie, she's going to be talking about that. And I know several others, but there's some good people out there that really touch on those subjects. 
See, and I think that's what's really cool about your show is you're bringing, you know, I, I often talk about it from my own personal experience and what's worked. And I would agree with you. I mean, what you just said, well, first thing I'll say, what you just said, don't expect it to be butterflies and rainbows or a bowl full yep. of cherries. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's going to be tough. So take it slow. If you can find somebody to help coach you on that, that that's an expert in that, that's your best, you know, your best bet. Expect that the kid is not going to come running up into you, into your open arms and be like, oh my God, I missed you. I'm so glad to see you. I mean, sometimes that may happen. Probably, you know, 60 to 70% of the time, that kid is going to be terrified and completely un, unsure what to do. Now, in a, even in adulthood, one of the things I often tell people is whatever you decide, I mean, like even if you catastrophically lose, keep a door open, you know, keep, keep a light on, you know, on the back corner and the door unlocked so that at some point, if your child decides to knock or decides to walk in, that you can have that dialogue. And the, if you have no other advice, listen to them. If they come and talk to you, if they tell you that you're a piece of crap and whatever, listen don't defend yourself. Don't make excuses because as soon as you do, it's going to shut down the conversation. You have to have a dialogue. And what I often say is if you have that situation where you, then you have that conversation, it's like, okay, I, I'm, you know, that I'm sorry you feel that way. What can we do going forward? Right. I mean, cause that's the whole thing. It's like, you want to rebuild the relationship. If, if, if a child comes to you and says, you're a scumbag and you left us, like, let's say, let's say it's a normal scenario, right? You know, the dad's been erased. Uh, they've been told their entire life that they were abandoned. You know, the child comes back as an adult and says, you know, you're a scumbag. You left me. Um, if you turn around and you say, no, I didn't, it, it's like it's, you're, you shut the communication down. You need to let that person, your child, vent those emotions, vent those feelings so that they feel heard. They believe that you are hearing them and are empathetic with the way they feel. And then you can, and I wouldn't even recommend doing this in that particular session, session or time over time, then you can start to have a conversation about what really happened. But if you started out, if you go, well, you're, you know, your other, you know, your parent or, you know, is a scumbag and they kept me from you and here's all the letters or whatever. There's a good part where they'll just shut down and say, you know what? I knew it. I knew you were this way. You know, you know, mommy or daddy told me I should never come talk to you. And I should have believed them. This was a waste of time. And they walk out. And then you're, you're farther, you know, you're just in a worse hole. Um, but one of the other thing I wanted to say, this is why Eric's channel is so damn important, is he's bringing, you know, he's getting a question from somebody. And he's like, hey, you know, Dr. So-and-so has the information, reaches out to him. Because of the success of his channel, people are like, okay, all right, I'll talk to Eric. I've seen his stuff. He's, you know, he's bringing people in and it's getting the information out there. I mean, I, I've mentioned before that Dr. Childers one you did, I found fascinating the information that was put out in that. And it was really weird because I've never seen him in that type of casual environment. Uh, but right. it was like, it was just nugget after nugget, you know, truth bomb and just really actionable information on how to deal with it. I thought was phenomenal. And that's what you're providing. Absolutely. That that hasn't came without a lot of criticism, especially like when we first started. And even now, 
they'll be like, oh, look at him. He's, he's trying to be an expert. Here comes another fly-by-night guy trying to reinvent the wheel. It's like, look, guys, if I thought I was an expert, I wouldn't be bringing the experts on to talk to them about it because I learn just as much every time I interview oh, somebody yeah. as our audience. And there, there's a reason behind that. I mean, we've, we've had a little bit of everything. We've had a false allegation expert on there, and he answered every single person's question on there. Had a paternity fraud. We've had the parental alienation doctors. And the the reason we're bringing them on is because I'm not an expert. I am yeah. an alienated dad. I know what it feels like, but I know how to take those experiences, those feelings that you have and that hopelessness and yeah. all that and bring it to them and say, hey, can you answer this for me? Because yeah. I think a lot of times with the professionals and Childress included, love you, Dr. Childress. But sometimes he gets in there and, and talks on some of these articles and these parents might not know what they're talking about because he's talking in professional terms. Yeah. So what we try to do is dial it back and come as a targeted parent and say, hey, here's my question. Could you explain this for me? And uh, that's that's what dad talk is about. But, it, you know, there's people that have gotten mad that we do what we do and then it's getting attention. Why? I have no idea. Oh, it's a threat. You know, people who, yeah. are, who are abusing the system, who um, are benefiting from it, don't want this information out there. They, they want money the person, off of it. Yeah. They want people to be, be scared and isolated and alone. And, yeah. and, and it's just, it's, yeah, I can absolutely see it, you know, and, and it's, I mean, it's frustrating. It's, you know, this information it needs is. to be out there. And it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier about, about, I mean, it's across the board. I know earlier you were talking about, I think it was Tori, Dr. Tori, that you're having yes. on, I think if I got that, got that right, you know, about being prepared for the holidays, but it's everything. I mean, it's about being prepared. I mean, realistically, the, be, the I am most happy, I guess, when I see somebody who comes in to, the, to like my channel, who's early into it, who hasn't, yeah. you know, who, who's like, oh my God, I think I'm dealing with this. We're still married. And it's like, okay, you know, now you have a so much better opportunity for success because you can, you can research what you need to know. You need to know what the other person is going to do so you can mentally prepare yourself, which even still, it's still hard to do, but then you don't get caught up in the trap. You know, I mean, you don't get where whenever boop, your buttons are pushed that you, you do respond in a negative way that they're able to then use for restraining order or just, or just even destroy your own credibility. I mean, even if they don't aren't as vicious enough to use the silver bullet, like you were talking about earlier, but they're able to use it just to destroy your credibility and your character, then they've won. And you're handing them that victory when that happens. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's why it's so, you know, important for you guys to watch how you react to it. It's done for a reason. But that that will be Dr. Jennifer Harmon. I don't know if you're familiar with her, Dwayne. Yeah, Harmon, um, she's been on TED Talk. She wrote a psychological bulletin for the APA. It was one of the most widely accepted bulletins they had ever had, man. That's awesome. She is amazing. She's a sweetheart. And that was one of the things I told her. I'm not an expert. I know the holidays are coming up. I would like to have something in place because these alienated parents – they're going to be, be hit with TPOs. They're going to be hit with gaslight, yeah. and it's going to be the holidays. There are so many people committing suicide, guys. I mean, it's it's crazy. Since I've been in this, and, and I understand it. It's not the answer, but I understand it. They feel oh, hopeless. Yeah. They feel like there's nothing else that they can do, and no matter how hard they work on it, they're just going to be in that same situation and just keep falling. So they give up. 
I was like, let's get a little bit ahead of that and yeah. tell them, hey, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Guys, and I know you want to have hope for the holidays. And you know what? If that hope comes, we are glad for you. But for those that might not see it, here's what you can be expecting. Know it so you don't react emotionally to it and keep your head healthy. Because when those moments hit, it's one thing to talk about all this, Dwayne. Mm-hmm. We, we do it all the time. And even like when I find myself in it, it's like, okay, I know better. But I still react to it, too. Oh, yeah. It's it sucks, man. It's It sucks when you find yourself on the receiving end of it. You know? Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree with you on that. And and one of the things I, I often say, pe- tell people is this is a fragment of time. Like I, I mean, even in your situation with what you're dealing with, it's like it sucks right now. But as long as you don't make some catastrophic mistakes, it's it'll get resolved. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, so, I mean, and I have people on my channel who have been, haven't seen their, their kids, uh, or hadn't seen their kids for over 300, I mean, um, over a year. And then yeah. you finally work through the, the slow grind of the family court system. You stay, you just keep persevering through it. And a majority of the time it'll finally get resolved because it'll be like, oh, okay, well, this guy's not going away. You know, this person is still saying that this person's a scumbag, but they haven't done anything to demonstrate it. All I see is a parent who keeps showing up saying, can I please see my kid? No. Or are they, you know, the court orders that you can, and then you come back later because the person said that you can't, you know, and they're violating the order. And it's just, this is a fragment of time. It is the most painful time and experience that you probably will ever, ever, ever endure but it's just yeah. right now. Today is not really indicative of the way the rest of your life is going to be. Stay calm, stay stable, keep your sanity, don't take their bait. Most of the time, with that, they're, they're going to lose. Or at least you're going to get to the point where you get to start seeing your kid again, you get to start rebuilding that relationship, and then once you, keep, once you get to that point to where you start seeing your kid and they start seeing through the, the lies, and you can't tell them the lies. They just have to see from your own actions that, hey, wait a minute, mom or dad, is really, they really do care about me, and they are there for me. And you know that's not conditional. And if I say something wrong, they don't blow up and say they're, you know, withhold love. Then it starts to build up. But it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a rough process. I mean, I'm talking about mm-hmm. it now, but I mean, I've been, you know, the difference between you know, Eric and, and I is I'm eight and a half years into this. I mean, so yeah. a lot of those things, I, I mean, cause it'll still like make my eye twitch talking about it, but it's like, you know, I was dealing with that six years ago, you know, I mean, and it's just, but, it, but this crap doesn't end. I mean, the shenanigans yeah. are still going on. It's not like, you know, your a toxic ex is going to one day say, okay, you know, well, that, that was fun. I don't want to do that anymore. And let's, let's be normal humans. That ain't ever going to happen. So no, it's kind of like putting your hand in a fire. Once it starts oh. getting hot and it's burning, you want to pull it out. And that's yeah. how I, I would relate to a lot of people in this community. They start feeling that pain and they want to instantly, hey, we, we've, we've got to do a solution. But unfortunately, guys, this isn't an overnight solution. We wish it was. And yeah. it's one of those things that we, if we don't start working on it now, it's never going to happen. But eventually that fire will burn out. Yep. You know, we got to start being yeah. the water and putting it on there. Oh, yeah. And taking these oh, yeah. little steps. Absolutely. You know what? You might not put out that fire with the first bucket, but we're going to put on that second. We're going to put yeah. on that third. Slow and we're going to methodical. And before you know it, it's out. I want to grab absolutely. this comment that, that Chris had made 
Uh, this is what we were talking about before, and it says, uh, write letters to your child every day or visitation you can't see them. When they get older, give them the letters. It will help both in healing. I think that's great advice, you know, um, just to, to, to whenever you can't see it. And if you write those messages, don't be writing about how bad, you know, don't be putting guilt stuff in there, but just uh, document, I mean, kind of do that. And then you have that later. So whenever somebody says, oh, you never cared or, or you never sent me a letter or, you know, mommy says or daddy says you didn't never think about me. Well, no, here you go. Here's a box of letters that I wrote. Um, I mean, hell, even in the you know multimedia age, do video journals. Don't publish them. Keep them private, but keep it out. You know, keep it out there. Um, so that's something interesting that my co-host started here uh, recently. I gave him his own show. He started Dad Talk Tonight, and you can actually call in and say good night to your alienated child every night. You're not there to tell your story. You're not there to say their name. There's liability with that, but you can say, Hey, I'm so such and such. And baby, I love you. Good night. You know, and then you've got a record of that. And I'm going to tell you the first episode he did from when I heard it was very, very emotional. There was a lot of tears that were shed on that podcast and I haven't got to see it yet, but, uh, yeah, yeah that, I think that, that's, well, I'll try to put, uh, if I can get a link, I saw that, I saw that you guys were doing that. Um, that's phenomenal. That's a, you know, and it's constructive, right? I mean, it's like, it, it, it's one of those things where you're doing something and it's, it's not out of anger. It's not putting, you know, it's like you were talking about before where someone gets you in that, in that mode where you have yeah. that angry face or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a more of a positive thing. I, I thought that was really cool that you guys were doing that. So yeah, I wish I, I should, I wish I had that pulled up so I could do a link on that, but, but we'll, I'll share it out. So if you guys are interested in that. Absolutely, man. And I, I think, again, guys, that's another tool. We'll get on there. Tell your baby good night. You know, let them know that you're thinking about them. Start a blog. That's that's yeah. that's something that I think is very underrated. Get in there, write out your feelings and talk about it. And I promise you, it does. It, it helps. I mean, that's what Dad Talk Today started off was a blog. I, I just started writing articles. And man, if, if I, I deleted some of them. Because if you go yeah. back and, and would look at some of my first blogs compared to where it got, there was a lot of healing in between. And I was still in that fight or flight mode. Yeah. And uh, But it's a, until you talk about it, it's not going to get better. But just make sure where you're talking about it. A lot of people are getting like the father's rights groups and different yeah. stuff like that. And they see other people that are angry and they just start building up and they get worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. We need a safe place where people can talk about these issues that it's not being seen by everybody because we were all like you. We know what that feels like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think you hit on a, uh, well, two points and I just want to dovetail off that. And, and the first part of it is, is whatever you put out publicly, especially if you're early in the part or early in this, be incredibly careful of what you put out there because it can and potentially will be used against you. So, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, if you're in the middle of active litigation, I wouldn't re recommend doing a YouTube channel, <laughs> right? Um, and and then the second part about that is putting that information or capturing those emotions is incredibly important because it's so easy to get overwhelmed by all of this and lose track of it. And it's just, but just be careful that you don't put your, you know, put, put yourself in a, in a bad light. That's why like, for me, I waited years we haven't gone to court in a few years. Things seemed relatively calm. 
And when I started my, my thing, there wasn't anybody talking about from a guy's perspective, uh, family law and divorce and children. There was a, lot, a bunch of female run channels, but not very many men. And, and then the other channels that were out there, like what you were talking about, were just the, the angry, bitter, you know, well, I won't say the word, but you know, just, just angry. I'm good. And, and, uh, it was, it doesn't, it, 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 it's a feedback loop. You start surrounding your people who are, who have been hosed, who are all angry and they're all focused on what bad thing is going to happen next. And it just gets, I think it just gets worse and worse and worse. And it, and it puts you in a mindset that's even worse. I know for me going through it, when people would tell me some of the things that, that could potentially happen, it would set me off. I would get so angry and torqued off when it was like, oh, hey, did you realize that uh, uh, if you lose your job and, and fall behind in, in spouse support, you'll go to jail? I'm like, or, I mean, uh, child support? I'm like, wait, what? Oh, did you realize that uh, uh, if you lose your job, uh, there's a good chance that the judge won't uh, change your payment and will still make you pay? You know, I mean, all these things. And, and all it does is it just starts building up that anger and you're angry at the system, you're angry at your ex, you're angry at the, at the situation, and it is not a good place to be. It is not healthy. It is not, it's doesn't, it's not going to help you get your life back. It can help you destroy your life if you're, if yep. you're constantly surrounded by information that's making you more angry and more frustrated, but it is not, um, uh, not a good place to be. So, hey, buddy, we are at over, I think, an hour. We're coming up on an hour and a half. I know you had, I think you had some other stuff to do. Um, I really appreciate you you coming on and talking about what you have going on. I, uh, guys, if you're seeing this on my channel, please go check out Dad Talk today. Uh, check out the podcast. Um, you, you know, just I'll put links in the description, but but check it out. I mean, he's Eric and uh, Chris are doing some phenomenal things over there that uh, are just amazing, and you you support them, uh, check it out. I think you'll get a lot from it. So you're not just, you know, throwing a, a like or something because I said, so there is a tremendous amount of value awaiting you over there. So thank you, brother. I do appreciate that, man. I, I really do. And Adam, I'm going to get to your question. I'm going to come back and answer some of you guys here in a second. Cause I see nice. some of the stuff that's going okay. on. So you're going to go, are you going to go live back on your channel? Uh, I mean, I can, if everybody wants to, I kind of want to answer this guy with this. Well, go for it then. Which one is it? I'll put it up on the screen. What did he, what? Um, he said, I agree that not reacting is a good thing right there. there. Go. It's like, four. okay. Adam said, I agree that not reacting is a good thing, but it further suppresses the incredible pain of having your child ripped away from you daily. I agree with that. And it sucks. But let me tell you something. When you do react, what good does it do you? It actually does you more harm then good. And like, you know, Diane was talking about, they're going to use that. There's a reason they want you doing that, man. Oh yeah. So, um, how do you fight hate with love as cliche as that sounds, but it's, it's yeah. about, it's all about how you react to it guys. And like I said, I've been on the other side of that and I know how bad it sucks. Okay. And, uh, it's easier said than done, but just please, you know, and one of the things when they come to our community, and we're the people that we're wanting to help that we're wanting to show equal shared parenting. We got to show them that we are the level headed ones. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I agree with what you're saying. And I'll just to dovetail on that. Um, Adam, it's a trap. They put these situations up to try to get you to respond, to try to get you to get in their face. Um, I knew somebody who, uh, you know, was being alienated from, uh, from their kids 
This is somebody in real life and uh, was trying to talk to their ex at a soccer match and wasn't paying attention. He ended up getting, you know, in between her and her car. And the next thing he has, and right around Christmas, you know, right around the holidays, next thing, boom, restraining order. I felt scared. You threatened me. You know, I, I was in fear of my life. And now on top of, you know, having a problem, now it's worse because the limited amount of time he was getting, he now gets zero. And that guy had to ultimately fight in court to, to get the right to be, to, to have an opportunity to see his child. Initially it was the other parent was the gatekeeper and they got to decide when they would do it. Then it, you know, then it got forced. It's like, okay, yeah, we're not going to push it, but you know, the kid does need to see the other parent. Just be very careful because those, you're right, that not, you know, not reacting is uh, further suppresses that incredible pain, but that pain is going to be a hell of a lot worse if you're looking at a, a, a restraining order or a permanent, let's say you really mess up and the court just goes, you know what? Uh, we've decided you don't get to see the kid forever. Goodbye. And then you're done, you know, and, and it's, and they're trying to push the button. And, and the problem is when the other thing I want to just add on this is it's so easy. Like if, if Eric and I were an, an MRA channel or, you know, whatever, if we, if we were on the negative side of it, it th- there'd be such an easy way to take this comment and just drive it into the pit of hell. Right. And we could blow up if we actually well, fed into yeah, that because they yeah. want to see you do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's it's, but it, it doesn't help. the The thing is that I often talk about this whole situation. I, I'm air, prior uh, prior Air Force. You know, I know Air Force isn't exactly you know everyone considers it military, but hey, it is. But um, I consider it like battles and wars. You know that right there, Adam. What you're talking about that's a battle. And you can, you can fall on your sword for that battle, but it's not going to win you the war. It could lose you the war. So you have to be very strategic on, what you, on how you respond, how you react, the, the actions you take, not for today, but for the effect that it's going to give you three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. So recognize it for what it is, man. That's the thing. Recognize it before it happens, and then you can control how you react. Just like I was telling you guys about what happened to me last week, I was ready to react. I was already up in Facebook oh, yeah. about to give oh, no. give my <laughs> retaliation, you know what I mean? Because it worked, and yeah. I realized what was going on. I didn't start getting alienated to, from my child until I started dating because they found out yeah. I was moving on, okay? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything out of this person in months, and then this happens. I was ready to react, and I had to take a step back from it, breathe. I even contacted Dr. Tory, and then I thought about it, and I said— it's three days before I get married, and now this is happening. Oh, yeah. What, there was a reason. They wanted me to react. They wanted me to start going back and forth and ruin what I had going on. Don't let nobody ruin your progress, man. Recognize yeah. them tricks and don't play into that game. Yeah. And on that, thank you very much, Eric. And I'm yes, sure sir. I'm sure we'll talk more. All right, guys. Take care.